Hey there, this is Brittany Dixon with Courageous Radiance. And this is Eddie Dixon, the special guest tonight. With Courageous Radiance. With Courageous Radiance. Because this is a family affair. I mean, whether he is on the podcast or not, um, this is something that we do. We do it not only in this podcast and the blog together. What I do is an extension of him and vice versa. What he does is an extension of me. And really that's marriage. Marriage is oneness and it is this um, three strand cord that the Bible talks about where it's God, it's husband, it's wife. So even though I know you have nothing to do with blood and the stuff that I do at work and I have nothing to do, nobody wants me as their financial advisor. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That's what my (laughs) husband does. Um, You know, we do this together. So. Whether he's on the podcast or not, I'm so grateful um, for his input and his encouragement and his support. So we are talking to the old version of us. So we've been married, just recap real quick, uh, 15 years, but we have been dating since um, 99. So a very long time, basically. We are full of many stories. Today, we're going to just talk briefly to... Um, that couple that we're going to talk to, 3D, um, and I call him 3D, sorry, but we're meeting with a couple and maybe we brought them to my favorite Dunkin' Donuts or <laughs> lunch or something and they're talking about one and a half kids. Maybe they're not quite married or maybe they're newly married. And they're, they're not quite married. They shouldn't be having kids yet. So well, let's, let's maybe they're, pl- but you plan right. and we even talk to premarital to plan and right. like. Because what if you say, hey, I want four kids, and you're like, I don't want any kids. There's a problem. There's a problem, right? (laughs) So, I mean, it's like, you know, because then one person has to kind of lose their dream. And anyway, so we want to talk to that group, you know. And then for those who are already married, have kids, and are like, I don't know. Because Eddie and I are like two passing ships sometimes in the middle of the night. Literally, in the middle of the night. Literally, <laughs> because I work night shifts, so this is literal and figurative. But um, that is just really on my heart, Eddie, because I think that a lot of marriages, it's not just those big things of infidelity. It's not just money problems. It's I don't really know who my spouse is. Somehow the kids have left or they are leaving or this is a difficult season with raising kids. And I don't know, like, how do we do all of it? I mean, I think the the problem is that the kids take precedent over everything. And so it's hard to not only establish a relationship, but maintain a relationship with your spouse when everything is evolved around the kids. And Mm -hmm. especially in our case where we have a son with special needs and he needs extra care and extra attention. And then we have a teenager and everything that we go Mm. through with raising a teenager. And then we have our middle child who's kind of a combination of both of them, honestly. And so Mm -hmm. uh, I think when you're always just focused on the kids, always focusing on taking them to this practice or to this game or to this activity, it's like, okay, when do you spend time with each other? And Mm. I think that needs to be the prioritization. You were parents, hopefully, you were, excuse me, you were a couple before you became parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you always have to reshift that prioritization and say, okay, we love our kids. We do anything for our kids, but there's no kids if there's no us. Yeah. So, you know, definitely going back to the essence of 
what brought us together before kids even became a part of that picture. So we're really talking from a we've done this the wrong way to we've shifted and now we're still working on. So this is not a we've arrived and we can, you know. We'll arrive when the grandkids come. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's this is a constant process. And for me, I think that everybody has their thing that's kind of creeps up to be a heart, maybe not like a full-blown idol, you know, a calf. But for me, my kids. Mm. Oh, did I, did I do that verbally? You did. And, I, and we're not <laughs> doing this on YouTube this time, so you couldn't see his face. But um, my kids' parenting is something that I have truly had to repent and surrender because it is, and it's not something, here's the thing about, um, you know, turning and making better decisions. Is it something that you still will meet God with every day, every 10 minutes, every few weeks? And for me, it's my kids. I prioritize them above not only God, but my husband. And y'all, that's a whole problem because these jokers are leaving. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gabriel, we don't know. Right. We don't know, right? I mean, we don't know that. So um, what I wanted to briefly read, I was actually kind of torn, but um, something that my aunt shared who was in from out of town, and she shared something so profound, I was just sharing it with my husband. So it actually, I was pondering it in my heart, and I want to read Matthew 1, um, verse 21 and through 20. Matthew 1, verse 21 through 23. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus because because he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. See, the virgin will come become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which translated, God is with us. So this was just something that I was really praying and talking to God a lot about in my unhurried time, both yesterday as well as today. And where we want to start with and just kind of really leave this super broad stroke, and you can definitely reach out to me if you are not, just pause, break for a second, blog, CourageousRadiance.com. I would love for you to connect with me as well as there's um, emails, just free things that come out and just some random connections because I'm that type of person. And I would love to connect with you also on um, social media. There's a private Facebook group called Courageously Radiant Women. Um, If you head there, um, I'll let you into the group as long as it's not foolishness. (laughs) Some of those groups like literally have like, you know, everything but your social security number. He's not on social media, so he has no clue what I'm saying. But there's like these entry questions based on the group. And I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I don't need to enter this group. (laughs) So I didn't do all that for this one. But, um, But it is still a private group. As well as Instagram at Courageous Radiance. I... Would love to connect with you there, but um, did you just do a commercial in the I middle did. of your podcast? I kind of did. I kind of <laughs> did. Um, legacy rhythms relationship is really what we want to talk through. So, legacy that why I wanted to read this scripture is where we had to get to a place to, and again, not arrive. We are striving towards is raising our kids is discipleship. Um. We are, I've heard this said to me, taught 
taught to me by my mentor is that I am a manager, not an owner. So I would love to, you know, own a Chick-fil-A. We would, I don't know that I have to work <laughs> as a nurse. You'd work at Chick-fil-A. Most owners are there. Oh, yeah. Aren't those some managers, though? That's not the owner, owner people. No, they they are in the trenches. Okay. Well, anyways, but there's owner versus manager. So God is the owner and we manage. So, you know, I'm out of alignment if I'm over here taking on too much and not bringing it to the owner, not bringing the problems that we're having to the owner, the originator, the creator. So this scripture points out perfectly just God's prophecy and his plan in the life of Jesus. And we, I mean, our kids aren't the savior, but God created them for a purpose and and he designed them specifically for us. He thought, oh, okay, Amari, Layla, Caleb, Gabriel. Yep, done. And we actually had a miscarriage and that was really super hard on us, really, really hard on us. And we had to trust the Lord in that because it was like, when you have no answers that I still don't have any answers for today, and will not get until heaven because um, I was far enough along and it broke our heart. To and, But we knew we, that. I don't know. It wasn't the sex, but we were deep enough to know. We were about to find out. This. I think that's I'm trying to remember the appointment, what, what it was for. Mm-hmm. And I just remember the crushing feeling when, you know, the nurses swabbing your stomach with the ultrasound and. I don't even think she wanted to say no. She probably she deals didn't. with that all the time. No. Hopefully, not she all went the and time, got Dr. Ricks. Remember, yeah and, yeah, and had to break the news to us that there was no heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I think that was something that we never could have been prepared for. Mm-hmm. And then even with our kids that are quote unquote healthy, I mean, I don't think we ever could have prepared for all the ups and downs of being a parent and all the, like you said, the intentionality of imp- of pouring into them. You know, mm-hmm. we saw on TV or, you know, just when we're around friends who had kids before us, we saw the fun part of raising kids. We saw like all the joy that it brings, but we didn't see the work that actually gets put in. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's almost like you see somebody who's lost 50 pounds. You're like, man, that's just amazing. You know, I can't believe you went through that journey, but you weren't in there on the bike with them. You weren't in there, um, you know, restricting their diet. Um, you don't you don't see all the sacrifices they had to make, all the people that they had to say no to because it's socially they wanted to be around food. So it's the same thing as a parent. If you just, you know, only live for the highlight moments of the parent, you're not truly establishing that legacy. Mm-hmm. You're just saying, oh, I just want all the good parts of it. Um, and then unfortunately, you you do establish a legacy, but it's not the legacy that you want. Right. You, you have kids that grew up and they're now despondent or now they only respond to you when you're buying them something or or when you're having fun and mm-hmm. they're not establishing their own relationship with with guys what we're trying to do with our kids is not only the legacy that we want to build and pouring into them but we want them to develop their own relationship with god and have their own passion to follow after christ and so yeah i mean you really have to just be intentional and not just think that hey it's just going to happen by happenstance mm-hmm. and i mean Mary, I, I can't even imagine being in this position to know what you were birthing. You mentioned like we didn't, there's no way we would have known of a, a Caleb. You know, we, I post a lot about Gabriel, but the unknown story is we caught Gabriel as early as we did because God had already blessed us with a story with Caleb. 
And so we essentially have two kids on the spectrum. You know, if you meet Caleb, you wouldn't know. Um, where you see it is in, is in his academics and even in his coping skills. Um, and then even with everything that we're going through with our air quote normal child with Layla, you know, all of the, the issues that we're having. So it's just going back to your why. So I'm sure I, I wasn't there. I, I wasn't, you know, sitting here FaceTiming Mary, but she would have to go back to her why. She would have to go back to, okay, the Lord said, the Lord said, the Lord said, this is what he gave me. This is his prophecy. This is what he's fulfilling. And then I love this piece that, which Emmanuel translates to God is with us. So God is with us, the Dixons, and God is going to be, this would be me talking to a couple across from us. God is going to be with you because this is ultimately not your story. So for marriage, God is writing a bigger, greater story. You know, you are not just married just to have kids. There's multiple reasons um, for why God created marriage. And procreation is not the only piece of it. It's it's a big piece of it, but it's not the only piece. The, the next piece is rhythms. Mm. So we're crazy busy right now. <laughs> that would <laughs> this be is, an understatement. <laughs> this is... Uh, Especially going into the basketball season uh, with both of them. And here's the thing. I know people who let their kids do like 20 sports. We actually, they really only have one sport and then they have an activity. Mm-hmm. But when you multiply multiple kids and then because Gabriel does have the therapies that he has, right. once you add that up and we both work, right. how do you have time? How and do you serve. and serve? I mean, <laughs> and how do you mentor? I mean, it's like, it doesn't stop. what do you, how what like how do you again going back to the intentionalities i mean we're big calendar people yeah and you know i don't think we could and i color code them everybody's color code everybody gotta have a color i I come into the office i I came to the office today and i told penny my admin i'm like look this is what i have today so i have an hour of my time that i can devote to you because i gotta run layla to pictures and i gotta run you know gabriel to school and to therapy and take caleb to soccer because i was at work today yeah so it's, it's it's the intentionality is saying, okay, we have to find a rhythm, not only in our schedule, because that's the given, you the, the daily activities of life, mm-hmm. but a rhythm in how you're connecting first with each other, again, having that connection as one, as you said, and then how you're connecting with the kids. Mm-hmm. And not just with the kids as a group. I think one of the biggest rhythms that we've kind of gotten away from and need to get back to is connecting with them individually. Yeah. Um, each yeah, one of our kids point. is special and unique in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and although they love family time or hope they love family time and although they um, get excited about us going on vacation as a family or even us just, you know, we just went to the movies last yeah. week and all those things although are Although the good. teenager was mad. Yeah, but she liked the movie. She did. Yeah. She was trying to play like um, she didn't. But just having that rhythm of saying, hey, this is daddy daughter day. Hey, this is mm. daddy Sunday. This is, you just did it, you know, with the uh, boys. With the boys. This <laughs> yeah. is mommy, mommy boys day. And mm-hmm. so just having that rhythm to say, hey, I want to pour into you. I want to, and, and again, knowing your kids, knowing where you can connect with them. I think that's one of the biggest rhythms is not forcing them to do what you want. Yeah. Saying, hey, what, if we could do anything today, what would you want to do? Well, because Caleb kind of, you know, stopped hanging around me. Which kind of breaks my heart. Are you salty? <laughs> a little bit because his new thing is basketball. Well, my husband played basketball. He was a basketball player. So it's like, oh, I want dad to go play 
with me. And I'm like, I can play with you. And he's like. <laughs> I think he just wants to get better. But I think if he had his choice, he would still hang around mom. Like Layla would choose me. 100%. Caleb would choose you. Gabriel's just going to go wherever. He's just his joy. He don't <laughs> yeah. care. He's just going to go. He's on a roll with whoever. So I think just being intentional to say, hey, I want to spend time with you. I want to engage with you, just like you want to do with your spouse. Um, because, again, you don't want to 20 years from now not know who your spouse is because yeah. you haven't spent that time together. But you don't want to 20 years from now look back and like, man, I really don't even know what my kid likes. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what their yeah. interests are. I don't, you know, we're so far. And again, with that rhythm, again, pushing them into what they want and, and we're not pushing them, just being open to what they want and understanding what they want and not trying to push our dreams and our hopes and our desires on mm-hmm. them. Like you said with Caleb with basketball. I love the fact that he's playing basketball. I'm you know, super excited <laughs> to go out and shoot with him. But I don't want to leave. He was on Amazon buying agility well, la- ladders. I mean, if we're going to train, we're going to train. Oh, my goodness. But at the same time, I don't want my dream to be Caleb's dream. If Caleb's dream is to play basketball, I'm all for it. But I don't want him to play basketball because dad played basketball. I don't want Layla to feel like she's going to be more or less loved because she doesn't live up to my expectations Mm -hmm. of what it means to play basketball and can be committed. So that's one of the things that, again, you have to tread lightly that you don't live vicariously through your kids and say, you know what, you know, if I can go back and start dribbling at eight, nine years old, how much more advanced Mm -hmm. I would have been by the time I got to Mm -hmm. high school. So now let me push that into them. And was that Um, even God's plan? Exactly. And so again, you know, not even just God's plan, knowing what your kids' interests are, making sure those are sincerely their interest Mm -hmm. and they're not just doing it because they're trying to satisfy you because they know that's what makes you happy. Although like to that, to add on, it doesn't take away, but to kind of think of it also, the Holy Spirit is a helper. The Bible says Mm -hmm. that, I mean, a helper. And he will tell me left, right, and case in point, Layla wanted to come out of music lessons for years. We just let her out of music lessons. She didn't want to do dance. We're pushing her, you know, and here's the thing. She's an amazing dancer. We're pushing her in a direction she doesn't necessarily want to go, but we felt, we believe that this is what the Holy Spirit is leading us to do. Mm -hmm. So this is where if you have an empty cup and you're not over here really just individually and then collectively with your spouse connecting with God, if you don't have that one-on-one time, then you can't give what you don't have. So sometimes, yes, it's, it is what they love and what they want to do. But then also it's because the Holy Spirit knows them better. I was saying you also have to recognize their natural gifts mm-hmm. and not let them not use those gifts and talents that God has given them. Because we don't know what God is going to use that if he gave them that gift is for a reason. Mm-hmm. Layla might go dance in Africa and encourage kids and and be have them come out of their shell. We don't know what God's going to do it. So right. we don't want her to dampen that fire that God has put in her, that natural ability that God has given her, just because we're thinking like, oh, well, she doesn't really want to do it. We're not going to push her. Yeah. Yes, you know, you have to walk that line of saying, okay, is this something that we're trying to push onto her? Mm-hmm. Or is this something that we recognize God, like we talk God, about yeah. Layla all the time, is a leader. She is. But yeah. if we don't push her into environments that's going to cause her to be a leader yeah. or show her leadership skills, then that flame will eventually burn out. So mm-hmm. again, it's understanding and knowing your kids and knowing how God has created them and formed them and saying, okay, I feel like God has given you this strength of leadership or I feel like God has given you this 
this dance for you to be able to impact the kingdom in ways that we don't even know how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So just encourage them to use the gifts that God has given them. And then as you're, so Eddie touched on it, you all need a rhythm. So we are, again, in, in working on. <laughs> but I would say once a month. We probably do consecutively, would you say? Once, twice a month. But we, I mean, you've got to have a date night. And don't look to the left or the right and be like, well, they do dates every three days. Okay. But you don't know what season they're in, so stay in your lane. Mm -hmm. Um, And your kids need to see that. They need to see, ew, mom, dad, kiss, mom, dad, connect, mom, dad. You know, like they need to see that. Um, and then the getaways, we, we do pretty good. I feel like with that, like we have a marriage conference coming up pretty soon. So rhythms quickly on relationship. So when I go back to this plan that we just read from Matthew one, um, what do you pull out of that in terms of, cause I, I have my thoughts, but just in terms of a relationship, how do you establish that still with your spouse? You don't lose that, but then establishing it with your kids. Again, it's kind of redundant, but just, again, establishing that intentionality to say, hey, I want to build a relationship with you as my spouse. Again, when you dated, you were building that relationship. But once you got married, you kind of get lazy and like, well, I kind of know everything, Mm -hmm. but that's no reason not to continue to pursue Get those question books. Those question books are really good. Do what you have to do to, to keep that relationship going. But one of the things that, you know, pastor preached about and it always has stuck with me, uh, with raising our kids is rules without a relationship leads oh, to rebellion. That's really good. Um, mm-hmm. And so for us, it's just, it's very key. It's very in, uh, instrumental in our lives to have that relationship with them. And we know when our relationship is lacking because we start to see that rebellion. We do, yeah. We start to see that come out with them in all, in different ways, even with Gabriel. But especially with Layla. Um, yeah, definitely with Layla, Caleb, you know, to a certain extent, but even with Gabriel, um, again, you can tell when he wants that time with mom and dad or wants that time with just mm-hmm. you or just me uh, because he'll start to act out in his own way. Right. And so He's not verbal it, enough, but he can, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's key just to say, hey, the relationship is important because without the relationship, you can put all the rules in place. You can put them in the best schools. You can put them mm-hmm. in the best environments. They're, they they yearn for that. They might not verbalize that, mm-hmm. but they yearn for that relationship with you as a parent. They, they're at the stage, especially as they're younger and even when they're older. I mean, we still want to make our parents proud. Right. But especially at this age, they live to make us proud. I mean, they, they, of course, once they hit their teenage years and we're develop, we're seeing this with Layla, they develop that desire to want to do that with their friends and be in the cool crowd, everything like that. But inherently they still want to be the apple of mom and dad's mm-hmm. eye. Yeah. And so I know I'm 42, about to be 43 years old. I love it when I do stuff and make my kids happy. I love it when I do stuff and make you happy. But there's still a sense of if I do something that my dad is proud of and that my mom is proud of, it helps, you know, it it puffs your chest out a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So just recognizing that you have to build that relationship because at this stage, they need that. And even if they don't want it with you. So this is you doing this because this is the right. We what we always say is do the right thing because it's the right thing all of the time, not because well such and such didn't do it, this one didn't do it. You just showing love. That's unconditional agape love. Of you don't have to. I mean, I want you to, but you don't have to. I'm gonna meet you with this relationship. Just this evening, literally as we're about as we're recording, Layla does not like us to tuck her in anymore, and she's like, Mom, I'm not six years old. I know. 
I know. I, I can pray on my own. I know. So just, but I know that that still matters. So I'm not going to sit here but and literally tuck a, her in. But, thing, but if you don't do it after a while, she's like, wait, yes. no one's tucking me in? <laughs> so again, she really going does. back to, they, they still desire that because once it's gone, they're like, wait a minute, I'm, I, mm-hmm. I want that. And here's another thing with the relationship that, again, talking to the younger us, talking to those couples out there that are considering being a parent or, or, or walking this journey right now, this is something that was taught to us and has been instrumental, especially in our relationship with our teenager, is make sure you're establishing relationships with other couples that can pour into your kids as well. Oh, my goodness. Because there comes a point in time where mom and dad aren't cool anymore. We aren't cool anymore. At at that teenage age, it's like they don't want to hear, even though we got the right message, we're telling them what they need to know. Pastor said this. Layla was literally, when we started one, she was a year and a half. Yep. And he and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. We're like, we, like we never now, gonna lose influence. But now, now our influence is is has dwindled. But we have people that we can call on and say, hey Layla, mm-hmm. you don't have it right. Okay, yeah. let's call Coach Lance. Let's yep. call Miss Cat. Let's yep. call all her leaders. Miss that, Yeah, that, yep. that she yep. uh, connects with. And now it's and who else. love Jesus. Yeah. And I would say it's someone else that's saying the same thing that we're saying mm-hmm. is leading with love, but also leading with the Bible and saying, hey, this is what God's word says. Um, but she's going to receive it more because it's not mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And so, again, that's instrumental in raising kids is making sure you have other people that can that can pour into your kids that are going your kids are going to respond to even if they're saying the same thing that mom and dad is saying just hearing it from a different source or hearing it from somebody else that they connect with is key. And then we need that. Mm-hmm. We need the community. You can you were not built to do life by yourself. That's not how you were created. So you there are so many times where some, I get people like, "Hey, I need like a mom support group. I need a mom support group." Like we need that. So Eddie's got his people, I've got my people, and then we collectively have our people. Mm-hmm. And then that those people help us to have our time as well. So that would be really, I think, just in some total. I know those are super big broad strokes. If there is any particular question or if there's any just scenario of like, hey, what about this? Hey, what about this? I have a prodigal kid, et cetera, et cetera. But then it really goes back to the the very first piece, that this is a greater story that you did not create, that God is with you in, and that he is writing in and through your lives. So starting with your marriage and then to your kids. So thank you so much, babe, for joining the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yes. So we're going to be back here next week. New topics, which means you need to get to the blog and subscribe so you can get an email to talk about that. So have a great night.